Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your children all over the world. And discussions of this nature, we seek your will. We seek leadership of the Holy Spirit. We seek to put Jesus at the center of our lives. Lord, come and reign supreme in Jesus' name. Amen. So, should couples go to the same church? My obvious answer is yes, with a reason. But I want to explore, first of all, why some couples prefer to go to different churches. Number two, why I support couples going to the same church. And number three, some reasons and exceptions which allow couples to go to different churches. So let's begin. Number one. What reasons do people give commonly for couples going to different churches? Number one is the home church syndrome. This is my home church. I've grown up in this church. All the people in this church know me. I don't want to leave my home church. Now, if two couples both say that about their home churches, then it becomes a tag of war. Nobody wants to leave their church. Number two reason for which we have the challenge is when one spouse says, I love this pastor's sermon. I don't want to miss it. Number three, one spouse says, yes, I know we should both go to the same church, but I have tried your church. I don't like it. Number four, some people say, well, if we go to different churches, we discuss two sermons one Sunday. And if your church is having a program, 
we can attend. My church is having a program. You can also attend. So we get two times what people who go to one church get. Therefore, let's go to our different churches. Now, let us examine the reasons why it is better for couples to go to the same church. Number one is because Jesus Christ is not divided. We have only one Jesus. If married people are fighting about which church to go to, it's a great disaster. Ephesians 4, 4 to 6 says we have one God and Father of all, one Lord Jesus Christ, one Spirit, one body of Christ, one baptism, one faith, and one hope, seven. Therefore, if a couple cannot be in one church, it's a great disaster. If they cannot agree on which church in the body of Christ to belong to together, then other things will be very difficult to agree on. Number two, going to the same church comes as a result of Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. It says, therefore, shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to the wife, and the two shall become one flesh. You are leaving father and mother because you want to cleave. And if you cannot cleave in one church, what are you able to cleave in? Number three, when you worship together, you grow spiritually together. You get closer to Jesus together, and you get closer to one another together. Because there are same convictions, same emphasis from the same sermon, and the same church. Moreover, your children. How would you feel if you see your children either separated, one going with the daddy, one going with the mommy, or both prefer to go to mommy's church, or both prefer to go to daddy's church, and mommy goes alone, and they, they can see you are not able to resolve the issue of worshipping together in one church. What does it tell the children? And how can you supervise the children together? Discipline them together. Carry them together. In addition, when you go to the same church, you have the same pastor, elders, and oversight. 
The people who know your your wife, know you, or your spouse, they know you too. And trust is built with time. You see that they will be able to restrain you. They will be able to intervene when conflicts arise. And you, as it were, have a common support group for everything, every crisis, difficulty, problem you go through as a couple. Then also, there is the issue of the economics of it. You have one car, you both go to church together. If not, you must get two cars in the family, or one has to get his or her way to church through another transport. But above all, Hebrews 12, 14 says, we should follow peace with all men. Romans 12, 17 to 21, it says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with one another. If you cannot live at peace with the spouse you have married, no, it's Proverbs 17, 14. He says the beginning of a quarrel can be small, but when it becomes big, you can't handle it. Therefore, stop the quarrel before it gets out of control. So, what shall we say? Are there cases where we can't help but go to different churches? Number one, when the couple live in different cities, different countries, then they cannot go to the same church. That's number one. Number two, if the couple are fighting so much about which church to go to together, and they protest and say, if that's the case, I won't go to church. I will stay at home. Then it's better to go to different churches. Number three, in cases where your spouse say is not born again, it's not a born again Christian, definitely you cannot force him or her. I'm taking it because there may be cases where you became born again after the marriage and because of that you are you are searching for a church which can cause you to grow spiritually but your spouse is not born again and therefore he doesn't see any reason why he should leave his church where there is no spiritual growth but he doesn't mind then you will need to apply wisdom and pray about it. But on the whole, this is my counsel before we begin the discussion. On the whole, it is better to discuss 
which church you will go to before you enter the marriage. What have you been talking about during the period of engagement that you did not discuss which church to go to? If you discussed it, what was the agreement? Did you agree to go to different churches after marriage? And why did you enter that marriage like that? Two, it is also equally important to make sure that you marry somebody who has the same spiritual growth, spiritual convictions, and spiritual priorities that you have. If Christ is at the center of your life, and at the center of the life of the person you are marrying, taking a decision which church to go to should not be a fight. And then my last contribution on the topic is where one spouse is definitely going to an occultic or a, a church that is a Christian deviation or, you know, a church which is not wholesome. Should you enter into the marriage if the person is not prepared to leave that church before the marriage? My understanding of marriage is that once you say, I do, you are forever locked up and you are not going to divorce under any circumstances. Therefore, make sure that the spouse you are going to marry understands what it means to be in a spirit-filled church to grow. If that basic understanding is not there, I wouldn't want you to enter because it will be a frustration and a difficulty. Let me sum up what I have been saying. When a Roman Catholic marries a Roman Catholic, they know they are both Roman Catholics. But even Catholic charismatics have disagreements, as you can see from the Catholic popes. Presbyterians, Methodists, Anglicans, Baptists, Pentecostals, Charismatics, and the other deviations, Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, you name them, other spiritual churches like uh, Aladura, you name them. We call them the white garment churches. We say we are all Christians, but the practices of these churches are different. Case study, homosexual marriages. 
the Methodist Church UK has approved homosexual marriages. But the Methodist Church Nigeria, the Methodist Church Ghana, they decided that no, because of that, you cannot just get up and marry somebody from just any church and decide anything until you are sure that the person is genuinely born again, has the same Christian values, doctrine, and has put Christ at the center. These things are critical for the strength of the marriage. If not, right from the onset, if you cannot agree before the marriage about what church to go to, something is, is wrong. You need to sit down and discuss it until you, you solve it. Otherwise, it will lead to cracks in the relationship during marriage. God bless you and thank you very much. Um, it's almost like a norm in Ghana now that you'd have the wedding in a, the ladies' church and go to the man's church after the wedding. What do you have to say about such a notion or practice? Which church should we go to, the man's church or the woman's church? If in case this one, both churches are um, based on Christ. Okay. Uh, thank you for that question. Now, among the pastors is an unspoken agreement or conclusion that the ladies' church has friends, well-wishers, and people who who know the lady and are prepared to help prepare for the wedding and sacrifice for it. Now, since in the man's church, the bridegroom's church, there may be ladies who were eyeing the bridegroom and thought he would propose to them, but it didn't happen. They can frustrate the marriage because, you know, the man is from their church and therefore, well, who cares? So, you know, amongst the pastors, we agree that the lady has the first choice concerning where the wedding should happen. Two, it is easier to have the bridegroom choose the pastor and the lady's pastor bless the rings and the ceremony. Same reasons. Because the bridegroom is, I mean, is as it were, more 
removed from where the action is happening. You need access. You need uh, people to serve the drinks and food and small chops. You need people to run around and run errands. And all these people must be committed to the bride to pay the price. So, this is why we do what we do. But there are exceptions. There are times when the lady herself doesn't want so much involvement from her church and would prefer a neutral ground. If both want it that way, no problem. And if the wedding happens in the groom's church, it's reasonable to go and thank the bride's church and vice versa so that each side will know that their contribution into the wedding has been appreciated. I think that's all the reason there is. Thank you. I just wanted to to comment because like uh like daddy saying that the, you give a chance to to the lady. I don't know whether it's cultural that here in in my country and I think most of southern Africa the understanding is that the man is the the head of the family. So when a woman follows uh, when a man follows a woman to their church it becomes a big issue between the families they would rather that uh, you the woman should follow where the man is so even sometimes you can agree but the the community the 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 the, the, the family maybe the 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 you already start with difficulties so mm. i don't know um yeah. uh, thank you for raising that up mm. i think it is more cultural than christian and biblical mm. because like I have outlined, there are four reasons why you can choose to follow your wife to her church. The first is if her church is more spiritually nourishing. The man himself can appreciate the difference between the two churches by attending both for some time to convince himself. If he finds that, no, my wife's church is... is I find myself edified, built up the structures for taking care of the children, the Sunday school, all these things. They are more in place than in my church. Um, 
I think it is reasonable and Christian to follow your wife, even though you are the head of the home. Number two is where for the two of you living together, your wife's church is closer and more economical to attend than follow your husband to the other side of town because that's the church your husband grew up in. Um, I will have my difficulty there. Number three, if for reasons best known to the two of you, it is more likely that your husband's church has your husband's parents who may want to interfere in the marriage in an unhealthy way. The, the Genesis 2.24 I put it says, Therefore shall a man leave father and mother to cleave to his wife. Mm. So, there are certain situations where wisdom and common sense dictates, dictates that uh, it is not right to stay in your husband's church because of, you know, you can visit them, but the chain of your husband's commitment to the parents beyond a certain level will not be broken as long as you you go to that church. And our and the fourth reason might well be that probably even though it is your husband's church, uh, your husband does not live in the same city with you or he doesn't, he doesn't live in the same country with you. You follow him to that church, you lose the support of your home church as a wife. You are in a new territory, but your husband who, who should be the main uh, support in his church is not in the country or is not in the city. He is working or studying somewhere else. What do you do? Now, I want to take on the question that uh, Pastor Samuel put across. Culture and its interference in this. Please. Uh, some have been generous to say 90%. 
but I say 95% of the problems that come in the marriage begin to surface before the marriage. Before the wedding, these things begin to surface. If your husband is in a cultic church, don't enter the marriage at all. If he recognizes that it's cultic and he is prepared to come out and he demonstrates it by coming out and taking a stand before the marriage, you are safe. If he is not prepared to demonstrate it by coming out and he insists on staying in the cultic church until after the marriage, there is a danger sign. Don't enter. Three, if your husband's church is not cultic, but it, it is not spiritually alive, and both of you know, then despite what the culture is saying, your husband must be level-headed and have the backbone to declare that he is joining your church. If that will not work, it is better for the two of you to join a neutral church until you have convinced everybody that you want to be together in one church. Later on, you can make your choice to join your wife's church and there will be no problem. But this issue of culture demands wisdom. It demands education. And it demands genuineness of recognition that your spiritual life and spiritual growth and Christ-likeness is more important than anything that any culture can ever offer. These decisions are important and they are critical. Because when you attend different churches, a wedge, a separation begins between the two of you. So, you both must identify good churches, that this church is a good one. This church is a weak one. This church, when we go, both of us are just on the clouds. But this one, when we both go, uh, we come back and the someone fills us with more questions than answers. Well, that's my take on, on, on the question. What about the issue of cohabiting? If you are a pastor and uh, some people are cohabiting and they 
are in your church, coming to church every day, what stance should you take and what should you do? Okay. My understanding of cohabiting is from John chapter 4. The woman Jesus met at the well said, I have no husband. When Jesus said, go bring your husband. And she said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, yes, you have had five husbands. And the one you are with now is not your husband. You are just cohabiting. So it means that heaven doesn't recognize cohabitation as marriage. Um, what would I do if I were the pastor? If I uncover them, I will hand them over to the disciplinary committee and the marriage committee. They should be advised and helped immediately to regularize the marriage, go for the customary marriage, then the blessing in church and in the courts. It need not be an expensive white wedding. No. It must be made as simple and inexpensive as possible so that the skills that we don't have money, that's why we haven't gone for an expensive wedding, that we want to remove that excuse. Every case of cohabiting is a daily flouting of God's orders and living in adultery. Every case. So, the best is to advise the man to quickly go see the parents of the lady, perform what needs to be performed, then get the regularization from the national authorities and the blessing in church so that everything can go on smoothly. I hope nobody hearing me is just cohabiting. But if you are, take it that God is speaking to you. You don't want to go and face God as a born-again child of God cohabiting. Because <laughs> Peter told Jesus that if the case of a man and his wife is like this, it is better not to marry. It's better to stay away from marriage than just find yourself somebody and be cohabiting. Thank you. So, um, then you made a point that one of the reasons why people can go to different churches is that one is nearby and the other one is far or they are not living in the same town. In that case, what happens to to the children, when 
they are with daddy. Do they go to daddy's church? And when they are with mommy, they go to mommy's church. And also, what is the impact of going to separate churches on their children and their upbringing? Definitely, my vote is for couples attending the same church. When they are not in the same city and the wife goes to one church and the husband to another church, they take their children to different churches and the children understand that when we are with daddy in, say, uh, Johannesburg, we attend daddy's church. And when we are with mommy in uh, Maybe Pretoria, Pretoria, okay, Pretoria, we attend mommy's church. The churches are different for both parents, but they are in different uh, cities or different countries, different localities. But in the minds of the children, if they know that mommy and daddy cannot agree on what church to attend, the hypocrisy of being one in Christ speaks so loudly that they they begin to abhor what you are doing. And once they grow up, they choose not to go to anybody's church or to just be on their own. And you can't stop them. Moreover, if both do not go, both parents do not go to the same church, it's difficult to control the children in any one church. Daddy's church, only daddy comes with the kids. And he needs help with the kids. Mommy's church, only mommy comes with the kids. She needs help. With the kids. As they grow. They begin to listen to different things. And they see different things. The standards are different. They pick different friends. And before you know what. Neither mommy nor daddy can control. What is going on. It is wiser therefore. For both to go to the same church. Then both control the kids, both watch what the friends the kids are picking up, both can be alerted if there are any disciplinary issues, both parents can keep an eye on the children and uh, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. In fact, you can destroy the children's lives by the disagreement on which church to attend. Uh, It's on record that Billy Graham was Baptist and the wife was a solid Presbyterian minister's daughter. And at first, they were disagreed about which church to attend. But finally, they both took the decision to go to one church. But Ruth Graham never got water baptized 
because she was a Presbyterian pastor's daughter. And even though she was, uh, the husband was in the Baptist church, no way. And, and I think we all need to, to watch how strong-willed we are and what discussions we have because it affects the children. Thank you. How should a couple choose a church when their former churches are not a place of consideration to worship? Um, thank you. If you are considering a new church, I take it for granted that both of you know Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior and are born again. Here are five things to look for. The church should be Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-practicing. And you need to visit the church for some time to find out whether it caters to your need if you have children. Is there a strong children's Sunday school for your, your kids? And what about youth? If you have youth, is there a strong youth uh, club or youth Sunday school? Then also, you need to work on you as adults. As you visit the church, it's not only whether the church is a welcoming, uh, visitor-friendly church. The messages. Do you find yourself growing? If not, then you had better uh, find another church. Moreover, you are not bound to choose only one church. If I were you, I'll visit like four, five different churches and even stay like two, three Sundays to get a feel of what goes on there. And after sampling these churches and praying to God, it's easy to see where God is directing you. You cannot afford to joke with your spiritual life and destiny and your, your, your family, the spiritual life of your family. Therefore, choose wisely. Choose your church wisely. If you are Pentecostal, if you are evangelical, if you are charismatic, you still need to sample the churches and not feel that you are a prisoner to any one church because that is what you have been attending. We do the same when we are shopping for a car. You don't just buy the first car that comes your way because you are investing heavily. So please look at some of these things and of late, I've been speaking to people about your ministry, your calling. Why did God send you to this earth? 
What does he want you to accomplish for him? Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Quick church allows you to minister with your gift most. Quick church allows you to fulfill God's call upon your life. You know, if you are a children's minister, you are called to minister to children. And there is no children's Sunday school in that church. Do you want to start one there? Will they allow you? Or even if there is a children's Sunday school, how long will it take for you to enter and be part of the teachers? Is there training going on? All those questions must be answered. Because you give account for the gifts, the talents, the abilities, and the call of God upon your life on Judgment Day. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that washed us from our sins and gave us salvation and put your Holy Spirit within us. Your word says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. And you say that trust in the Lord with all your heart. And in all your ways acknowledge it. Don't lean on your own understanding. And he will direct your path. Father, I pray for everyone listening to my voice who is struggling about whether or not couples should go to the same church that your spirit will give unmistakable answer in the name of Jesus. Because you have promised that if we ask anything in your name, you will do it for us. I pray for the weak and that your children will take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth in Jesus' name. Thank you once again, Father. Amen. Follow JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Men's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensministries.org. God bless you.